We're trying to overcome PJ paralysis in our hospitals. If you want to know more, listen on. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Critical Care Practitioner podcast. I'm very fortunate today to be joined by Rachel Williams. And this is a bit of an unusual episode for me because normally I talk about all things critical care. The What we're going to be talking about here is something that affects the whole hospital um, and I think one of the reasons I wanted to cover it is because I think it's an important issue and I think it's something that can make a big difference not just to the NHS but to patients throughout the world if we do it well and if we do it properly. Now Rachel, I'm going to let Rachel just introduce herself first of all. So Rachel tell us who you are and your background. Okay hello I'm Rachel Williams, I'm the Associate Director of Operations for Emergency here at South Warwickshire Foundation Trust. I'm an ITU nurse by background, (laughs) so hence the connection I think with critical care and really I suppose what we're talking about can be adapted to critical care as well because I know when I was out there working clinically we used to sit our patients out whether they were ventilated or not. Okay, Um, (laughs) don't start running yet, we'll get there. So first and foremost I want to give this a title so we're going to call it, are we still calling it PJ paralysis, is that a good title for it? Yeah, that sounds good. So this is something that I encountered probably on Twitter maybe a year and a half to two years ago. I think it started to um, gain some uh, traction on Twitter. So PJ paralysis, and I did wonder what that was. So maybe, Rachel, you're the best person to explain. What is PJ paralysis? So... Ending PJ Paralysis is a national campaign that was um, set up by Professor Brian Dolan, who is also a nurse by background Mm -hmm. um, and is an A&E nurse. So he started the social movement by saying, actually, we should start to get our patients up, dressed and moving, mainly in the frailty areas, but then it's sort of like morphed out to a lot more areas. It's important to get them less confused, which they are in a hospital setting. Actually, you become an individual when you're in your own clothes. Um, It's about stopping that deconditioning. So it's about that muscle wastage when you're lying in a bed. It's about making sure people can move around. It's Mm -hmm. about giving people that independence back. Okay. And the drivers for it are? I mean, obvious probably, but in your words? So I would say the drivers are getting people home because that's the right thing to do. And also it um, tagged into the last thousand days campaign. So that's very much about frail older people coming into hospital and where would you like to spend your last thousand days? You wouldn't want to spend them in an acute hospital bed with other patients right next to you. You would want to spend them at home with your family, with your own surroundings with your pets and doing things that you'd like to do and seeing your garden watching television so Brian Dolan's idea was that just something that he came up with himself or did he have a background to that was this just something he thought you know we need to give this a try so so the last thousand days and end pj paralysis sort of came hand in hand really Mm. and he was talking about deconditioning what else could we do hence suddenly the tagline came up end pj paralysis it's more about actually having a quirky tagline to Mm. something that's a really serious message Mm. and it is about 
getting your patients sat out it's mm-hmm. about getting them dressed it's about getting them to feel normal and getting them home as quickly as possible we all know that with those frail older patients that if they're sat in hospital it's not their own settings they're more likely to fall actually if they're in their own home and they've got furniture around and they hold on to that furniture and they walk about mm-hmm. they're not confused because it's day and night even on a ward we know that the lights are on and there's a lot of noise however hard we try to reduce that Um, and at home it's quiet at night you draw your curtains it is dark at night so it's about making people feel back to normal as quickly as possible okay so how do you make that happen in a busy dgh like like ours you know we've got the standard wards we've even got some that still look a little like the traditional nightingale wards so you know you, you you have that structure in place you've got like you say you've got the overnight noise we'll come to the level of busyness um, in a little while but how do you make what steps do you take to help make that happen or to help the nurses help the patients to make that happen so i think as with anything that's new that comes in you've also got your skeptic shall i say Mm -hmm. who why am i doing something else it's another job to do So what we did with the NPJ paralysis, I suppose, campaign was very much round, let's run events. So let's give people the okay to have fun at work. Okay. And let's also make the time that the patients are with us a little bit different. So a group of us all got together and said, how are we going to get our patients up, dressed and moving in a fun way that Mm -hmm. we can do something different? Mm -hmm. Now you had two trains of thought, yeah, 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 how quickly can I do it? Let's do Wimbledon cream teas. Mm-hmm. So it was our first lot of time was round Wimbledon, round the World Cup. Let's decorate the wards with world flags. Let's do some let's get our patients sat out that can be dressed watching the television, watching those football matches. Yeah. Once we started doing that, more and more wards came on board because actually getting them up and dressed, getting them to the dinner table, they were eating more, they were being hydrated better. Nurses were spending time with their patients more, Mm -hmm. actually could get those discharge information out because you were suddenly just having a conversation. And actually in that conversation, very important details came out to be able to help that discharge process. What we then found was actually this isn't any more work. This is actually maybe reducing the work because it wasn't task orientated it was people orientated Mm -hmm. and you were getting more and more information about that patient you were getting that bond with that patient Mm -hmm. and actually that was helping the workload and making life a lot easier towards the end of the campaigns that we were running during that particular time people were coming in on their days off because they didn't want to miss an event Um, more and more people started supporting things so we had a local greengrocers give us strawberries for the patients we're now working with phoenix children's charity which is a farm that have got reindeer and lambs (laughs) and alpacas um, which we bring into the hospital and again there are some beautiful stories of when we did the Easter event of somebody who'd worked in the land army when it was wartime and she came out in a wheelchair dressed and was like, I haven't seen a lamb or held a lamb since I was working in the land army. We had a very confused patient come out in a wheelchair 
who completely changed the minute he had a lamb on his lap. He used to work on a farm. Mm. Um, and the and the two nurses that brought him out said, we've never seen him like this. We've never seen him settled. He went back onto the ward, was really settled, and started talking about his life before. From So you saw that step change from that confused, aggressive patient yeah. to actually something that was calming him down. And sometimes these wacky ideas can be the ideas to calm the people down and actually have huge amounts of benefit. So it's not just because the title suggests that it's all about the pyjamas. Mm. It's not just about the pyjamas, is it? it? That plays a big part. Because I do remember you lot walking around in your pyjamas for a little <laughs> we while did. as well. Very, very brave. Um, <laughs> But it's not just about the pyjamas, but it's it sounds to me like it's a more, um, to use that word, it's a more holistic thing in that what we're trying to do is encourage the patients to move back towards a normality because in hospital we create this false situation, don't we? You know? Very much so. They're all lined up next to each other in their beds. They all get served breakfast at the same time. And it's interesting what you said about patients sitting at a table and having meals together because back in the day when I started nursing that's what happened on the Nightingale ward there was a table down the middle of the ward the patients got up sat at the table and that's where their meals were served from so there was more of a normality about it what difference has it made has it made a difference is this something you can measure because I know that I appreciate that you're saying it doesn't take more effort in fact in, in many ways it saves a bit of time but has it made a difference as far as things like bed occupancy and hospital lengths of stay and that kind of thing? Do we have those numbers? So we do. So I think it's hard, isn't it? When you look at length of stay reductions and you look at what else you do within the hospital, we do an awful lot of PDSAs. So mm. we do a lot of plan, do, study, act, yeah. a lot of pilots. Um, and then you start to plot it on an SPC chart to say when did we start things. SPC. Which is a graph to be able to look at actually when things happened and you can see a step change. Yep. So actually in that step change, so when a length of stay happens, you can actually track trends. So you don't look at a fixed period, you look yep. at a long time. So yep. you look at two years period or yep. a year's period. You can then plot in when you do different things. We think that NPJ paralysis has helped with a lot of the frailty work, which is a lot about the home first scenario. Okay. And actually, it is important to get people home first. Yeah. So when we looked at the recording of getting people up dressed and moving, what we noticed was actually more falls were happening in our frailty wards, but more falls were happening in our frailty wards because our length of stay had gone down. And actually, our frail patients were suddenly on our frailty wards and our frailty patients weren't scattered across the trust. Right, okay. So, for instance, Avon Ward falls rates had gone down, but Squires Ward falls rates had gone up. Right. Now, to look at that in isolation, and it's important again, isn't it, to look at not things in isolation, look at the whole picture, yeah. you'd think what's happening on Squire MPJ paralysis isn't working, mm. but on Avon it is. But what we then started to look at, actually Avon started to get diabetic patients to the diabetes ward, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. Less general medicine, less frailty was going there. More frailty was going into Squire and Nicholas. And in doing that, we managed to reduce the length of stay. So the length of stay has also dropped across the entire hospital. Um, and that is very much about the mindset. And it's more about a mindset of getting people up and moving, yeah. thinking home first as soon as they come in, yeah. starting that discharge planning. So I would say MPJ paralysis has been a one factor into multiple things that we do, but it helps to change a mindset. Okay. 
I think one of the most important mindsets we need to change, because this has always been the same since I've been uh, working in the health service, is that you come into hospital, you put your pajamas on, and you sit by your bed, don't you? That's what you do. Yes. Whether you're, whether you're, you know, when I worked on the surgical wards, these healthy men would come in. That's the first thing they would do. They get into their pajamas. I mean, you wouldn't do that anywhere else. But so changing the public's mindset is one of the things we need to do, isn't it? Um, you also remarked on length of stay. Have we got any measurements of quality of stay? So these patients are now in their clothes, they're interacting more. Are we trying to measure that in some way? So the quality of their stay rather than just the length of it? So well? part of it we've measured is their reattendances as well. And actually we're getting patients home earlier, yet reattendance rates have stayed the same. Okay. So that shows we're not actually discharging patients at risk yeah. or we're not unsafely discharging patients, which again is very important to look at. Yeah. So those over 75 reattendances and readmissions haven't gone up. They've okay. stayed static. Good. So we are discharging the right people, which I think is very much a quality element. Yeah. When you go out onto the wards, I think the quality thing that you see as well is the patient interaction. Mm -hmm. We've had great feedback from relatives mm -hmm. who have said, we've been sat with our relative when you've run one of these events and to actually see the smiles it brings mm -hmm. and to see what else you do as part of a busy day caring for patients that you actually care for these people as individuals. Mm -hmm people have offered to pay us for what we've been doing okay. um, because they were like no 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 you can't give we can't give our relatives a cake or you can't you know why why can you manage to sit down and when we explain it i think that's where it comes really important and yeah. again it's going back to seeing people as individuals isn't it yeah. and like you said hospital pajamas years ago we'd give out hospital pajamas and nighties if somebody's in their own clothes yeah. they very much become an individual yeah. and certainly round our we did ladies day for ascot where we brought in very fancy hats and fascinators for the ladies to wear watching the racing again it generated conversation between each other mm. it was a common theme that the ladies in the bays could talk about mm -hmm. You can be very lonely in hospital, mm. just sat by your bed with your, your table in front of you. Mm. It encouraged that interaction and you could really see the change. And you, I, I can't stress how much more information you got out of people, which then helped that discharge, make it more safe, make it more personal, understand the care that perhaps they needed. Mm -hmm. And it as well, if we get people home earlier, mm. social care, don't need increases in packages of care the healthcare community that way not only from a financial saving but actually from a resource saving they can actually give it to those that are really in need yeah and we often hear the the, the oft quoted number isn't it that you know an elderly person spends so long in a hospital bed and their muscle wasting happens you know so quickly they lose a lot of their muscle mass so things like that getting them out of bed are, are, are really important so we've done all these things um, what's for the future what's for the future so the future is if you speak to prof brian dolan is that he's now designing a new app that people can download and start to continue recording their how many patients do they have on the ward every day up dressed and moving okay. um, and to continue that mindset 
I think very much here at South Warwickshire, we want to continue that mindset because we've firmly believed in that is the right thing to do is to get patients home first. Mm -hmm. So in, at Christmas, we're going to run another Christmas event. So we have our reindeer booked Yay. already. So the reindeer are coming back to us. I think it is on the 22nd of December. Um, and Santa may pop in this time Fantastic. as well to see us. Okay. Um, and we'll certainly be running events like that throughout. If you go to our frailty wards, straight away frailty assessment we don't get patients undressed they come in in their own clothes okay. we've got a wardrobe now within the hospital for patients to get dressed mm -hmm. um, and also I think what's important we've been able to develop links with Warwickshire Fire and Rescue to help us take our patients home so they will take the patients home they will also do follow-up checks which is amazing yeah. um, they will also do some shopping if the patient hasn't got shopping to get them home to get them that bit quicker yeah. and what we've looked at there is that they've helped us get over 700 patients home in a year wow. if you think that would have been 700 bed days mm. and not that's talking about hospital, finance yeah. Yeah. that's quarter of a million pounds in bed days they've saved us yeah. fantastic okay so it sounds like this mindset it, it's an ongoing process isn't it it's not something that we're going to stop i think it's we've got years and years and years of patients sitting by their beds in their pajamas and being nursed when they don't necessarily need that nursing and we need to change the mindset not just of the patients but of the relatives yes. and anybody who comes into hospital that uh, thought is yes we want to care for you but the best way we can care for you is making you well enough to go back to your own environment. Absolutely and I think what comms has helped us do is get some posters to go out on social media about can you bring in some clothes for your relatives, can you bring in some toiletries for your relatives, please can you help us take them home and, and that's the most important thing, it's not only been nurses that have been involved in this or people with a professional background, estates mm. got very heavily involved and helped us build shelters for the animals when they came they were dressed in pyjamas as well because they wanted to understand it pharmacy got involved and were dressed in pyjamas and it's about everybody plays a really key fact in getting that patient home yeah. and it's involving anybody, everybody and I think that's the one thing that we've done really well we haven't just kept it to ward areas what we've done is everybody's been involved in it which is why it's been brought in so well Excellent. Okay. Thank you, Rachel. Um, as I say, it caught my eye a year and a half, two years ago, maybe even. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it was when I came. I, I started to notice it. So I've been dying to speak to you. So we finally managed to arrange it. So thank you very much. Um, and we'll continue success. And if you speak to Brian Dolan, tell him I want to talk to him. I will do. He's next on my list. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Critical Care Practitioner. If you would like to comment on any of today's topics, find us at criticalcarepractitioner.co.uk, tweet us at ccpractitioner, find us at facebook.com slash criticalcarepractitioner, or search Critical Care Practitioner on iTunes. <laughs>